0: Link, start. SENPHY SENPHY Catchy till I die. All these lollies call me. Rubbing on her die, she stay wet for her. Saudi so Kawaii, it would die for her. Riding, watching, tie all the time with. What up, weaves, and welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Oh, fans, you honor me so greatly with the warm applause as all of us come together to unite under the great world of anime by always moving forward and enlightening ourselves, the ones we love, the close ones who come near us, and also the normies as we always spread the word of anime. And I give you guys double doses of sunshine because I didn't do it last time, so would Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. So, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope life has been challenging you. I hope you guys are extremely yoked about the summer season because it's finally upon us. The first episodes of animes have dropped. I've watched so many of them and I'm super excited to talk about plenty of them as we move forward. And also, it's super hot in my room. I'm literally sweating bullets. <laughs> I have everything closed up so I get no feedback in my sound, and that way I can actually have more fun with you guys. But, Summer is upon us. And if you're across the sea in Australia, winter is coming. So be ready for it, lads. (laughs) Man, what a good time. So, so much to get to, so little time. Let's start with the things that are right in front of me. So. Now that summer season is here, I've watched a few episodes of certain shows so far, and I'm excited to dive even deeper on more of them this week. I've watched the first episode of Rent-A-Girlfriend. I absolutely loved it. I love how Kazuya stepped it up a little bit and seems to be doing a little bit more, fighting for his love for Chizuru and going to one of her events, one of her shows as an actress, which, by the way... I think Chizuru slayed it in her comedy role, and I think she is a sensational actor, and it probably helps that she acts as everybody's girlfriend, but I loved the first episode of that. I saw the first episode of this other show that's called My Stepmother's Daughter is My Ex. Let me tell you this, Uh, this is my type of show, this is my cup of tea, because the first episode, as soon as it starts, you have the dude and this chick standing at a house, looking at each other kind of menacingly, both kind of talking crap on one another, they seem to have a little bit of a history, and then the mom leaves, and then they say bye to her and everything, and I was like, oh... This looks like his pops married this chick And now they used to date back in, looks like Intermediate school or like junior high school And now they're in high school and the parents got together So now they're like step-siblings And it's basically this fun back and forth They have of trying to not only One-up each other but to keep their past Hidden from everybody and trying to make this new Life and the way that they have their conversations And the fan service because this chick Is, oh, she's beautifully designed She has a very voluptuous body So she there's this scene where she comes out in a towel And trying to make the dude uncomfortable but in doing so, he makes her slip up And she ends up being uncomfortable And then the mom and the dad are coming back So she hides in like the couch There's like an open area in the couch So she hides in there It's just like, it looks like it's going to be one of those fun comedy shows Where basically the dude is trying to one-up her She's trying to one-up the dude But then in doing so, they're going to subtly fall back in love with each other And then it's going to be weird because they're step-siblings I have already this this etchy feel and vibe for it And I can see it's one of those, just those quirky things So it was definitely fun The other one I watched, which I was super excited about too, was Overlord, the first episode of season four, and my, oh my, let me tell you this, Overlord exceeded my expectations. Albedo, she is definitely making her mark as somebody that you would yearn for as a female, because if you're somebody that has a high sexual tendency and somebody who looks for love in another person and wants to be lathered and slobbed on the knob, over (laughs) this chick is your type, because Albedo, literally, there's a scene where uh, Aynes, he's in this, uh, Chamber room. He's like reading over these papers and documents because now he's running his own kingdom. And then he has like these two. I forgot their names, but it's like the two half elf. Like uh one's the magic. They look. They look like brother and sister. They look like the half little elf kids. And so they come in. They come and they sit on his lap. They're talking to him. Then Albedo's like, I want to sit on your lap. And he's like, Fine, sit on my lap. So she does. And it gets kind of quirky, I'd say, because then he's like, Oh, you smell great. And she's like, Oh my god, you want to smell me more? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny and I'm excited though because I'm very interested personally to see if eins has what it takes to not only run this kingdom but since he is undead and they're pretty much like the scary monsters of the majority of the world he's undead he has these demons vampires ghouls and all this stuff running within him it's kind of interested to see how the whole townspeople and the humans will interact with them and if they can all get along kind of like Rimuru and reincarnate as a slime How he had to win the hearts over the dwarves and the humans and all this stuff too so it's going to be fun it's going to be a fun watch and I have a lot of expectations for this season as well. So I'm very excited. I haven't seen uh, Call of the Night yet. I haven't seen a lot of these other ones. So just want to give you a taste of what my viewing pleasure has. But the one show I started and this needs to be talked about real quick for a little bit is Bastard. Um I don't know if you've watched this. It's on Netflix. I don't know if it's called Bastards, Bastard, whatever it is. It's basically hard metal meets anime meets just over-the-topness because let me tell you this. It starts off extremely terribly. It has the one of the worst story developments and plot settings and uh, progress that I've seen in a one-episode spurt. It's literally this great mage Uh, Lord sorcerer guy that's trapped within this kid and then getting a kiss from a maiden that's a virgin is unlocks the seal and lets him out and then basically he just has like this hardcore hair metal band look to him and there's just it's so over the top. And it's so bad, it's so good. Like I don't know how else to explain it to you, but it's basically one of those shows. You watch the first episode, and I as I was sitting there, I was like, "Yeah, there's no way this show's going to be entertaining. This is terrible already. What? What the heck is even going on? How is it jumping around so fast? And it literally, in the first three, four episodes, they just keep getting attacked, attacked, attacked in this castle city area, and you're like, "What the hell is going on? It's so. From what I've seen so far don't expect anything crazy on a storyline don't expect some of the best writing you'll ever come across just expect something that is so over the top stupid it's good (laughs) that's the best way i can describe it it's literally so bad it's good and it's enjoyable in some weird ass corny way because the way they design the females like the princess to this main kingdom she's in this scantily clothed uh white dress with the middle all open and her legs sticking out and she's like i'm a Virgin too? It's like, okay, whatever. I see it. I see what they're playing here. And it's it's super funny because the guy that's the main dude, he just does whatever he wants. But then since his soul's is in this kid, this kid loves the girl that's like his chaperone almost in a sense. The, the virgin maiden that unlocks his key. So they have like this fun back and forth. It's super stupid, but you need to watch it. I've never wanted to recommend a show more to people. Go watch it. It's called Bastard. It's on Netflix. It's super quick, easy watch. I'm four episodes in right now. It gets wild on the fourth episode. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Just be ready for it. (laughs) So I hope everything else is well. I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, Shout outs to everybody who has made their way over here from TikTok because... A little pat on my back, kind of a thing here. I'm a month and like almost two weeks into making a TikTok now, and I've already superseded 22,000 followers, over 300,000 likes, over 2 million views. It's unreal. So, anybody who's here from the TikTok side, I love you guys so much and thank you for supporting the show and the content. I have a great time with it. And anybody who has come to the podcast and just randomly found it, I do other social media stuff. So, go look at those platforms for all of my goodies and stuff like that. But the best part is, and you're going to hear it here first because you get the benefit because you listen to the show here I actually mispronounce names on purpose and don't tell everybody this but the reason why I do this is I figured out a lot of the algorithm so the base premise of this is that when people hear you say something wrong they want to correct you for them it feels like they have the beneficial knowledge and instinct of like insightfulness a lot of them are just trolls and they want to like pwn you or they want to make something funny about it but there's a good majority of people who just want to correct you because they want to make sure you're on point so I love it because then I get all of these comments where people are like hey, it's like this, it's like that. Or other people's like, oh, you shouldn't be making content if you can't pronounce this word right. Like, here's the one I can think of right now is uh, Naruto. So I was saying Naruto, but it's Naruto. But I was saying Naruto because I wanted to have fun with it. And I think it's great to see how people's ears hit it and to see if people understand the assignment. And surprisingly, there is a good amount of people who actually catch on to what I'm doing and they make fun of it in like a laughing way. So I always like write back to them, you understood the assignment, good job by you. So I always have fun. It's I think to me, it's great. Like uh, Monster Museum, I always... I, was, I said monster museum come on like i think it's so great to me to just have fun with them and to just ta- challenge people man like have people think outside of their element i think it's great so besides that everything is going well my life is doing good it's super freaking hot in my room when i have the window closed to do this sh- show so i took my shirt off and i'm gonna have fun with you guys <laughs> <Nani>? <laughs> ah. wish I knew how to quit you. Because tonight's episode, I thought about doing something different. I thought about having more of an educational standpoint, and it almost seems right that I do it like this because I'm the anime senpai. So to be a senpai is to be someone's elder, to be a little bit more knowledgeable, have a little bit more experience, and a little bit more indeptsual knowledge to it. And so since I want to help people grow, and especially get more cultured, because guess what? I can't wait to do After Dark with senpai. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff that comes out of that, but the best part about all of this is that I can have some kind of insight i can spend some time researching looking into the world of anime and finding different things to either make conversational to have fun with or to do a podcast on and this one i stumbled across shout outs to wiki shout outs to a lot of other sources that i did as well but i won't recite them all because i like to have my you know my people at times too i like my sources but i was able to compile and put together some fascinating lists i want to do for you guys so first i want to touch on the history of anime and so to do so i wanted to go through everything from the start to the end of everything I found pivotal moments and pivotal parts across the time lapses that I believe are super beneficial for us to know because one it makes us sound cooler and two we have more knowledge on the culture and three how badass is it to just tell people like oh yeah you know I actually knew about how in the start of the 20th century back to the earliest verifiable films that are to date back to the 1907s I actually know about the start and the actual entertainment culture of Japanese quiz and culture you know, like it just it sounds fun to me and it almost gives you like that glasses to where you can have like the fun pushing your glasses up to your forehead kind of a thing I think it's fun to me there's certain things that I nerd out about and there's certain things I want to know so if it's like a favorite video game of mine I like to look into it or I like to look at uh, the uh, what are the most grossing franchises of all time what's the highest anime franchise of all time what's the highest manga what's the highest movie revenue so perfect example before we get into all of this in the history let me give you some of the knowledge I have found so perfect example is this let's go with the highest grossing anime movies of all time so i found the list and it's actually quite fascinating to me so we'll go from 10 to 1 quickly at number 10 is pokemon the first movie 163 million dollars and it was released in 1998 How amazing is it to know that there's a lot of movies that have come after this, like a lot of movies within the past 20 something, 30 something years. The fact that this one is at number 10 with $163 million shows you the amount of insight and expertise this had. This is again, a long time ago, before inflation, before money was crazy, that is unreal to think about and is the first anime movie I ever went to see with my dad. How dope is that? I was a kid and my father actually took me to the movie Theaters down the street. They closed it down now because people kept getting stabbed there because it was a kind of shady spot where kids would hang out. But I remember we went. I saw the first movie. They gave me like collectible cards, promo cards. They gave us like the gold-plated one too. It was so cool. The movie was amazing. Ash is a star amongst stars who went above and beyond to tell Mew and Mewtwo and the clone Pokemon and the regular Pokemon. We don't have to fight. We can live in harmony. Sacrifice me. (laughs) it was fun it was a really good movie at number nine Princess Mononoke at $169 million and it was released in 1997. These are the two oldest ones on the list and it's cool to see that they still are in the top 10. These other ones that are coming up, you'll start to get a little bit more knowledge about why. So number eight, Stand By Me Doraemon and this one is at $183 million and if you've never heard of it, it's like a child show cartoon kind of a thing, almost like a Scooby Doo or anything like that where it's basically this friend he has, this invisible kind of creature thing or it's a, it's always there and helps him out and it's like one of his best friends and he goes through this adventures of life it's a, it's a super cool kids movie and it did well you could see why at number seven this one just came out last year Jujutsu Kaisen Zero this one was at 189 million dollars and it came out last year of 2021 safe to say the anime world is blowing up right now and it is culturally so accepted and welcomed that there are so many people now especially after we were locked up for almost like two years We were literally like Akon out here, locked up, they won't let me out, COVID, they won't let me out, cough, (laughs) so people, as soon as they have some freedom, and they see these movies are out in bro, they rush in hordes, I went to see the Demon Slayer one, it was packed, I went to see Weathering with you, it was packed, I went to see the My Hero Academia, it was packed, anything you go see right now, that's an anime movie, Prepared to be swamped. It's blowing up, and I love to see it. At number six, "Weathering with You," Makoto Shinkai, one of the greatest of all time, 193 million at, and it was released in 2019. Number five is "Ponyo," and it's at 204 million dollars, and it was released in 2008. Number four, "Howl's Moving Castle," 263 million came out in 04. Your name, oh my lord, Makoto Shinkai's greatest piece of work, and I love it to this day. $380 million came out in 2016, spirited away at number two at $395 million came out in 2001. And number one, of course, Demon Slayer the Moogan Train art come on a 503 million dollars that is half a billion dollars for this movie and let me tell you this by the way here's a little hot take for you I don't think Demon Slayer is all that great I know I understand I understand you're going to have some hate for it that's fine the kiddie side to it of the story plot line is a little too slow a little too easy for me it's too simplified the animation style is the only really great thing that carries it other than that if you removed all of that it's just a basic story plot line I probably would have dropped it if it didn't have all this stuff and the hype behind it but it's okay love what you want to love I just thought this was fun to show you how far the market has come so I found out that within the last decade Crunchyroll did this announcement and it did this kind of like a look back into its streaming platform and found that from 2010 to 2019 the most popular anime around the world was Naruto Shippuden and that was so cool to see that I was getting so much love and hype there was two other countries I believe it was Africa and Europe that had Black Clover Antarctica had Hunter Hunter I believe that the Southern Americas had Dragon Ball and the Northern Americas had Naruto. So it was really cool to see that Naruto Shippuden is one of the tops. I love that. So manga side real quickly too. If you look at the top 10, Crayon Shinchan, it's insane. 140 million sales. You have Demon Slayer, which again, the fandom is just blowing up on it, which is so cool. 150 million. Uh, Kochikami, you have that one at a total of 158. You have now Slam Dunk, which is a highly sought after one in a read, by the way, which is at 170. You have Naruto at 250, Doramon that's at 250, you have Detective Conan at 4 at 250, Golgo 13 at 300 million, Dragon Ball at number 2, 300 million, and One Piece at 500 million, which makes sense because for literature side and actual reading, I can actually argue and be on that side and say One Piece is one of the greatest. For sure, for sure. I can see that entirely. I just don't care for the anime side. But the thing that's really interesting on this list that I wanted to touch on real quick is the fact that No Bleach on the top 10. Bleach is at 12. No JoJo's. JoJo's is at 13. No Attack on Titan. That's at 15. And the one that's crazy, and I can't believe people don't actually give this enough love and hype, is Berserker, all the way down to like 43 at only 50 million. Are you kidding me? Everybody, if you have not read Berserker, I understand it's crazy dark. It's very wild. Guts, he's as a main character. Guts went through a lot of stuff, but it is one of the best mangas you can read. I could almost say probably number one out of a lot of these things. For myself, I love Spice and Wolf, but if you want a good heart-wrenching story next to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, this is unreal to me. Berserker definitely deserves some more love. So now that I gave you a little backstory, I showed you the uh, highest grossing anime movie the highest grossing mangas of all time, the anime charts that I looked up that shows that in the US right now, we're barely at the tipping point. It's about to start booming by 2030. The anime realm is gonna be off the freaking chain. It's growing 14% by capital every year. It's unreal to me. So I really wanted to take a second and look back and be like, okay, well, where did anime start? We know now that it's booming. We see that these new shows coming out, they're topping the movie charts over movies that have been out for 20 something years. Studio Ghibli which is arguably if not I mean come on it's really not even an argument is the number one movie company of all time and they even argue that their movies aren't even anime it's like their own style which is a fun conversation in its own you saw the manga sales I told you about the grossing revenue the top anime franchise of all time is Pokemon you you already know that so what does it mean with the start then where did everything begin anime always popular was it accepted was it mainstream the answer to all of that uh, i'm gonna give you right now but hands down no anime was never even popular or even mainstream in japan till 1980s remember that. So let's go back to the beginning. Where does the history of anime begin? Well, let Senpai take off his shorts now too, so he can get really in the mood here, but I'm ready to take you guys for a grand adventure. So the history of anime can be traced back to the beginning of the 20th century, with the earliest verifiable films dating all the way back from 1907. And there are plenty of them that they actually talk about down here that a lot of people may have never heard about. So a lot of the origins of anime in the beginning uh according to natsuki matsumoto the first animated film produced in japan may have steamed from as early as 1907 known as katsuro shashin this is a very interesting show if you go and watch it look it up the actual animation style it almost looks like stick figure line drawing it's crazy it's from the depiction of a boy in a sailor suit drawing the characters of katsuro shashin and the film was first found in like 2005 How crazy is that that it took that long to find this film again? And it it consists of like 50 frames solidified directly onto a strip. And it's just, it's crazy to look back at this story and how it grows, right? So before the advent of film itself too, let's go even further back. In Japan, it had a very rich culture of entertainment with these things that it called Utsushi. And Utsushi is basically a colorful painted figures moving across a projection screen. If you can think of back into your high school days, it's almost like when you had these projectors in the back of the class that had that glass on top and your teacher could write on top of it and project it onto the front whiteboard for everybody to see. That's exactly what they were using back in the day for entertainment wise. And it was a particular type of like, uh, you could say magic lantern show. It's It was popular in the 19th century and there was a lot of speculation that the it was inspired from the european side where they had this thing called phantasmagoria shows which is kind of like the same thing where uh itsushi was the showman mechanics and the slideshow development it was used from lightwood wooden projectors and stuff it's super cool to see how this all performed and the inspiration that other people use to benefit their own so As you can see that's the start the advent of film started to come out now we go into the second generation of animators and now these are where the big dogs come out and shine so in about the late 1910s there are three gentlemen that I have to give the names and the recognition for and butcher their names as I know I'm going to anyways they are referred to right now as the fathers of anime because back in this time they're the founding artists and pioneers of anime Um, little is known about a lot of these guys in their early lives but it's known that they moved to the Tokyo area Area When they were about 9 or 10 Sometimes 15 years old And really started working for magazine companies and stuff And slowly grew into more of like their passion and chasing their own interests, right? So the first young man is Oten Shimokawa The second one is Junichi Kuochi And then the third one is Sitaro Kitayama And these three gentlemen were one of the greatest founders And honestly, if it wasn't for these three guys Trying to do something different And to push the normality of what people was acceptable back then Anime was have never existed today so i highly recommend looking up all three of these young men and seeing what their life went through and how they did their part to help benefit the whole so this is the time now where anime is starting to get more fruitful. It's starting to get a little bit more interesting and things are starting to pop off a little bit more. Keep in mind that a lot of these animated movies and stuff too, a lot of them, we don't even know if they survived throughout this time. If we can actually accurately timestamp them after 1907, it's wild to even think about it. So I actually looked into it and when you read about it, only a few complete animations that were made during these times actually even survived. And so for a various amount of reasons, they were only used for like commercial uses and stuff like that, and then have been turned into like fun reels for cinemas and stuff. So it's very cool to see that if we really looked back at what is the start, it probably predates most knowledge of what people were putting together past the actual magic lanterns people were using of the sushis. So I'm telling you, I nerd about this But I'm not going to bother you with it, so let's continue So now when we're going more into Like the World War II era, propaganda Films started to pop up So some of them, such as Momotaro No Umiwashi, which was made in 1943, and Momotaro Umi no Shinpai Was made in 1945, these were Pretty much the latter of the beginning of anime Films, and they were made for propaganda reasons. so if you're not knowledgeable Or understand what propaganda films mean Propaganda is basically made with to promote certain ideas for either religious purposes, political, or cultural in nature. Something to either benefit the whole, and if you go back and watch these movies when they were made, they were basically to promote a lot of the insight about what's going on in the war times, what people are going through. They made it relatable to children so children can kind of understand their cultural side of how everything's going to be moving forward and it's very cool. And also, if you want to just kind of see how things were, just go watch Graveyard of Fireflies and be ready to cry and never look at a jar with Jolly Ranchers the same because R.I.P. That is definitely something that hurts my heart to this day. Uh, (laughs) Those are the two first movies that have been recorded as being like the propaganda big ones in Japan's time. So now as this moving forward, let's fast forward this time and go to the 1970s now. And in the 1970s, a lot of anime developers now started to take a lot of insight and inspiration from Disney animators. Because keep in mind now, Disney is booming in the west side, releasing bangers for a long, long time. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out in 1937. Pinocchio 1940 Fantasia 1940 Dumbo 1941 Bambi 1942 The list goes on and on Then you start getting into the big bangers And this is in the 70s When Japan started to take its own influence So around this time You had Robin Hood You had the Rescuers You had the Fox and the Hound You had The Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, The Little Mermaid. All of these movies now that are coming out, they already had the founding blocks of things that came before. The Jungle Book, Sleeping Beauty, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella. They had all of these great movies that they had their own references to and what they did in the cultural side is that animators took a lot of the insight, used a lot of this, separated itself from the western roots and developed their own distinct genres such as mech and mecha animes and also super robot and all these other subgenres. and a lot of these shows and movies that came out of it was Astro Boy Lupin the Third and Mazinger Z and if you haven't seen any of these shows it's kind of hard for me to believe you've never heard of Astro Boy at least once but these are a lot of the found blocks for the new opening of the door to the mech side and the anime world and during this period there was a couple filmmakers that blew up one of them Hayo miyazaki do you not know who Hayo miyazaki is because let me just give you a little index of the work he's done just to make you think about this one for a second okay homie is part of studio ghibli need i say more If you already know about Studio Ghibli, then you are pretty sure and understand the importance of this man's life. Let's just mention a few of the movies he's worked on, okay? Uh, Ponyo, How's Moving Castle, Spirit Away, Princess Mononoke, Kiki's Delivery Service, My Neighbor Totoro, Castle in the Sky. I could keep going, but I will not. So just to give you an idea, he was one of them. And then also, Mamoru Ushi. Mamoru Ushi was another pronounced figure in the anime films. He made a couple of them that I can name for you off the top of my head, like go. Ghost in a Shell, Angel's Egg, Avalon, The Skycrawlers, Urusi, Yatsura. I mean, come on. A lot of this stuff might be flying over your head, but I'm giving you some big brain stuff right now just to make you sound dope when you go around your daily adventures. These two men started to succeed and thrive in this era, early 70s into the past 80s and 90s and 2000s. So now as we progress to the 1980s, anime is just now starting to become mainstream Really take a second and think about that. Everything I just gave you for the past 80 years, 70 to 80 years, was just the founding blocks for people working their ace off to get it to the spot where finally Japan as a culture now understands it, now looks forward to it, and has finally become mainstream where everybody and anyone that's walking around the streets or even knows of each other, it's on television, wherever it may be, it is now finally mainstream. And experiencing this in the boom of production is the rise of popularity for a couple different animes like Gundam which is still one of the biggest franchises of all time Dragon Ball which is also another one and then Macross these three shows are very big staples in the growth of it and then also proceeded to have new genres now of real robots of space operas and cyberpunk this is so cool to read and I was so intoxicated to know that if it wasn't for all of these little events these little divots these little side stories these people who worked their ass off the three founding the three big heads of anime and everybody who was a part of this and even the propaganda films back in the times of World War II. think about how many big movies and shows you've seen that revolve around World War II concepts you want to know a big one I can think of it's not anime but Godzilla do you know Godzilla is one of my favorite franchises of all time it's top three it's probably up there with Lord of the Rings and Matrix for myself it is unreal to think that during a time of war and one of their lowest points in the economic crisis especially after World War II and everything that happened they created a franchise using the nuclear facets of what happened with Hiroshima and everything like that that these bombs and tests that were going on created this super unrealistic dinosaur lizard creature from all of this and its name was Godzilla and if you go back and watch that first movie which I did I unfortunately could not sit through the whole thing because it's really rough with the uh, we've been so indoctrinized now with our animation style and the type of CGI and everything we have when I went back and watched it you can literally see two types of tape on top of each other of them filming like small buildings and railroads and stuff like that then putting it on top of the old filming which is the guy in a giant rubber suit walking through water and stuff like that it is so cool to me to see where the roots come from and the originality it's like watching 50s and 60 movies now and when you go back and watch and listen to how people articulate themselves how do they talk what do they sound like what are they doing how do they carry themselves it's a different freaking world and so when I saw that and I go back and watch these movies and these old shows shows it hits my heart so much because look at Godzilla now even here in the western civilization we have Kong we have Godzilla we had Godzilla vs Kong I have the posters in my room of the movie posters of Kong and Godzilla it's iconic to me and that's what's so cool is that this is a big part of keeping our imagination our youth our love everything it's the innocence in all of us that we all start to lose as we get older and that's why I love when I see certain people it's rare but I've seen a couple that are like aren't you too old to be loved like an animation she'd be growing up about this time of your life uh, define growing up to me because I'd love to hear your aspect you go ahead and tell me exactly what I need to do as an individual to start growing up and to be a different person because personally I don't understand what that means and I'd love for you to tell me more because it sounds like what you're saying is that I have to lose everything I love and I have to just become miserable upset and do things I don't enjoy is that what defines somebody growing up no 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 it's about being mature and taking on responsibilities yeah I'm doing all that and still loving what I Dude, when I was a kid And growing up with it So how does that make me Not grow up Well you gotta be able To carry yourself like a man I could argue I carry myself More like a man Than most other men do <laughs> There's there are a lot of women That carry themselves More like men than men do Right now But that's for another time I think it's iconic that this all happened so back to these 1980s Japan is now booming it's now mainstream this is getting huge space battleship Yamato and the super dimensional fortress Macross also archived worldwide success after being adapted respectively as Star Blazers and Robotech these are now booming the rest of the world is starting to pay attention now to what Japan is doing because of everything it's bringing to the forefront you want to know why I say that let me enter the movie Akira. Akira started to set records and came out in the 80s. The film records in 1988 as the highest costing anime film that went on to have international success. Iconic. If you have never seen Akira, I highly recommend you take time and go watch this movie. I've talked to, shout out to my boy, Sku. He's the one that edits all my YouTube content. He saw Akira and isn't even that biggest anime head that I know, and he said he loved it. It's so awesome to see what an anime movie was able to accomplish when finally people support it, the money's behind it, and there's a market for it. It allows people to grow because think about it this way. Say you love riding bikes, right? But if nobody else rides bikes, Bikes, good luck finding a top-of-the-line bike because nobody else is doing it that's why we have insane cars Ferraris Lamborghinis uh, Bugatti's whatever you want to say there's so many people because everybody drives basically everybody eventually gets more money in uh, accolades when they get older so you're able to invest in cars and have better-looking ones that's why they make top-of-the-line performance cars but if nobody drove cars they're not gonna make top-of-the-line cars where there's money where there's demand it increases the overall franchise growth and the perspective of what we get as consumers so Oculus went on to have great success and then later in 2004 the same creators produced a movie called Steamboy which took over as the most expensive anime film ever made. you want me to continue with the anime films and show you how big it was Spirited Away finally then came out and shared the first prize for the 2002 Berlin Film Festival and won the 2003 Academy Award for best animated feature pause. Do you know what the Academy Award is? I don't think you do, because for something to win the Academy Award, which is the most popular thing known as Oscars, and if you don't know a lot of the Oscars and look into the winners and stuff like that, international stuff does not really do that well. So to have an anime movie that did so iconically well, that made its way over to the Western civilization and is still... As I mentioned, the number two grossing movie in the world, as it came out in 2001, is the first ever winner of an Academy Award. It is iconic to me, and I freaking love the fact that it finally was able to break through the barrier to make it into somewhere like the Oscars, where the elites of the elites, where the only royalty can grace their presence here, only men who can play pretend better than the rest. You know, (laughs) aren't we all playing pretend? I thought it was great. And it warmed my heart and I wanted to bring all this to your attention because not only did you get to see now that with over a hundred years of progression, animation style and the culture of anime and the originality of starting with these Utsushi of these projector magical lanterns and using these painted colorful figures and panels to move across on a projection screen to finally going to the three founding fathers in the 1910s and all the work they did and the creations that they created to the propaganda films that were beginning and around the World War II that came out to the progression of when 1970s the Japanese animators took insight and they took creativity facets and stuff from the Disney creators and made it their own it's just it's so iconic to me and it warms my heart to know that things can inspire others people can create great things and go on to do something better they can challenge their own beliefs and make it their own that's the greatness of this and why I wanted to refer this all to life and a perspective of ourselves I got into anime because i wanted to do something different i have a personality i have a voice people enjoy but i wanted to use it for something greater i wanted to do something more with it so what better way than to use my own personality to use my own viewpoints of the world as a whole, to use everything I've gained over my intense amount of entertainment knowledge and wealth that I've gained of knowledge through working in radio, working in television, seeing the marketplace on TikTok, and seeing what these creators are doing and what they're putting together. Nobody is putting the time and effort in doing the stuff I want to do, which is presenting people with information, with factual representation, with uh, grossing incomes, the top anime franchises, then bringing in my own personal twist of opinionated driven content, of making sure I challenge people. That's why I pronounce words differently at time, to see who's paying attention and to see if it'll drive the market. That's why I test the bounds of everything. That's why I have my own personal interests and insights because then it allows other people to have their own. You see what I'm getting at, right? It's just so cool to know that there's so many little things that over our lives are gonna continue to not only grow ourselves, but the other people around us. And finally having something which I believe to my heart is some of the most important things that any of us can enjoy, which is the anime culture And all of us coming together to unite, to fight over the trolls, to fight over the pessimisticness, the negative nature of clowning other people because misery likes company. No, 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 no. Let the world have its own evil mentality. We don't need to bring any political stuff, any left and right. We can be one as an anime populace. And that's what's amazing. Think about the martial arts aspects from the success of Dragon Ball from 1986. It went on to have Hajima no Ippo in 1989, Baki the Grappler in 1991, Naruto in 2002, the god of high school in 2020 we have the possibilities of growing because of the attributes of anime now and it's going to only continue to growing and that's why it's so fun for us to be here at the forefront we are all literally as I'm talking to you still at the ground level of how big it's about to become it was not until 2016, 2017 where it started to get a little bit more popularized here in the western states but especially in America in 2019 and 2020 when everybody was locked up nobody had anywhere to go and then the money attributes and the insight that was coming from all of these streaming revenues from Netflix to Hulu to Amazon, they started investing their own money into this stuff and look how big it's come. Here's another great one for you. League of Legends, one of the biggest, if not arguably the biggest professional gaming tournament in the world when they do their world tournament, made a show called Arcane. And Arcane is on Netflix. It's one of the best animated shows I have watched to date. They take a whole entire gaming franchise which has its own in-depth lore, turns it into an anime series that you can watch and enjoy in a three-stage chapter part. And when you get to the finale of what Jinx does with Vi and everything, you literally sit there at the end of it and go, holy mother of God, this is unreal. And I loved it. I love seeing different cultures now of different types of countries creating their own animes. To have French animes. To have Spanish animes. To have Japanese more of them pushing. To have American attributes like Avatar the Last Airbender. I know so many people like my friend Megas argue to their dying day it's not an anime. I understand that. The simplicity of defining something as an anime right now is the type of animation style and the culture it comes from. I understand. I register that. I get it. That's why you have something like Spongebob which is a cartoon. uh, Fairly Odd parents Doug Arthur I get it I understand it That's fine But you can still Have an argument And place Avatar The Last Airbender In the same classification Of a lot of these Good animated films And story times as well The progression of all of this Is only going to increase And that's why I think It's so important for us To know the future Of what's coming ahead of us Where's it gonna go What's coming next The founding blocks Of what we started Watching here On freaking Nicktoons And all that other stuff Late night on Adult Swim You would have Samurai Sham you would have Cowboy Bebop. We got introduced to those in the early 90s, late 2000s. Especially the cartoon side that they brought over of Yu-Gi-Oh. R.I.P. the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, by the way. Pokemon, Digimon. It's amazing to me, and I'm so captivated, and my heart is so full to know that we were here from the beginning. Majority of us who were even here from the earlier standpoint, the older generation of us who loved it back in the VHS days, that they couldn't stream it. They couldn't go anywhere to find it. They had to beg and just crawl and just try to find places. To watch it, it's unreal to me. And we really need to take a step back as a populace and appreciate the benefits we have now of enjoying anime from every aspect and every attribute. We are so blessed as a populace. So you got to see not only where the story comes from how everything is connected to it, the hypeness behind everything that everybody is watching to now this exact moment of where anime is gonna to continue to go and know that we play a part in this history. So no matter what show you like, continue to watch it i know i'm going to i have shows i love that i know are extremely horrible and some that are such niche followings like spice and wolf i'm gonna always support it and the best part about this is the great shows from our past are going to come back that's why trigun is coming back that's why spice and wolf is coming back that's why bleach is coming back there's gonna be so many more good ones because the history is only continuing we are a part of history my friends this is huge make sure you show the respect to the senpais before us we appreciate the three founding fathers and everything that came because of it Ghost in a Shell the first animation with CGI effects you have the highest grossing anime film in Japan the fastest growing anime film the highest grossing anime film worldwide Demon Slayer Demon Slayer Demon Slayer this is just the beginning we are barely on the precipice of all of it so know that in the oldest known one and it's not even confirmed but believed to be in 1906 or 1911 Katsuro Shashin the first ever anime and oldest anime to ever be released thank you Thank you to whoever tried to do something that was different. And even if they were hands were slapped and they were told no, 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 no. Just like Kazuki Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh who was found dead, RIP my guy. I looked a little bit into his backstory and saw how amazing of his life it was and how he was told no so many times growing up that he started with just doing these simple designs on Shonen Jump back in 1996 and it became a hit. Selling more than 40 million copies of the manga And instantly growing to be one of the fastest growing trading card games of all time and the figures and toys just from a guy who wanted to do something he loved and was told no so many times before he finally did it and just carried it on. It's just, it's so amazing to me and I think that... This is something we have to carry on as anime viewerships. And I believe even us as just somebody who may not be a part of mangas, not even part of voice acting, never even working for any of these companies, the most important thing we can do is we can carry on these lineages. We can carry on the thoughts and prayers of all of these people before us and continue to move forward and to be good people. I consider it pushing it forward. And as for the history of anime, this is a requirement as your anime senpai, I ask on all of you, is to keep moving forward, to not be a gatekeeper, do not keep new normie fans out of it and not wanting to come in do not being an over the top religious one piece follower of slandering anybody who doesn't like what you like or telling them this is the best and it can only no don't be any stereotypical douchebag. change the narrative of all of that let's continue to grow as anime fans to be a part of this anime history and to carry it even more forward into the next setting of what is to come of uniting all of us together of challenging the beliefs of what we can create as an anime whole and a viewership and a consumption base of what we look for so if you don't like something don't support it don't watch it don't hate others for liking it but make sure you know what you enjoy make sure you support the people that are truly talented watch the movies and talk about it go back to the history and the roots of watching these great studio ghibli movies and these old ones that came before that go watch akira for dang gosh sense if you haven't seen it by now it's iconic for a reason there are so many good movies out there i can't wait to give you little hidden ones along the way i want to your pancreas that's another great one a lot of people don't really know about make sure you step it up and go watch these movies support these old anime spend time and watch them if you've never watched any gundam go watch a little bit of the first season netflix has so much of this now and shout outs to netflix for vinland saga finally having that i cannot wait to see it again on Netflix. I'm so yoked to see it's finally out of the Amazon jail and it's finally gonna get the light and love it deserves because that is what blew up Demon Slayer is the fact it was on Netflix. I'm telling you right now, Netflix is a huge platform for anime viewership as well. That's why they started getting into the weekly releases. So not only on Crunchyroll, those are more for the dedicated fans and these other free platforms, but Netflix is the normie midway. It is basically the purgatory between both. That is iconic for us. So... Hopefully, I inspired you guys to enjoy a little bit more of anime. Hopefully, I made you guys a little bit more interested to do your own research. Don't just take what I talked about as the end-all be-all. Your anime senpai wants to basically inspire you guys, get you to look into something your own, and to inspire you to do more on your own, to find more things you love, and to enjoy the concept of anime. To go out there and support the greatest artists of our time, the greatest mangas. To go out to a Barnes and Noble's and buy a new manga and read it. Go out to the when the movie theaters are starting a new anime movie. Even if you've never heard of it, go watch it. Get the experience in there. Be a part of this history because we live in it now. Be on the right side. Be on the side that supports it, the growth of it, and being a part of the community we want to see in life. Be what you wish to see. Don't look for the change. Be the change. Ah, oh, I'm going to drop the mic if I didn't own it and had to pay for it so i hope you guys enjoyed that i thought this would have been a fun show today because i think this is something that will be a lot of interesting factors of what we can look forward to and things that we enjoy as people and especially knowing a little bit more of the inside of anime as a whole and knowing the top selling ones and stuff it is so much fun and i love doing this i really do i love talking i love sitting here and rifting with you guys and hopefully i can inspire you guys to do more on your own too and to start your own thing to chase your own dreams dang it like that's what this is about man make your dreams come true. and <laughs> I love it so much. So I think what I'm going to do now is with the start of next week, I believe we will have enough of these shows now, starting in the summer season, that I can do the uh, the quick little summer preview of the first uh, episodes of these shows that are coming out. But if not, I'll do something different next week. But I'm planning to do, looking forward to a lot of these summer shows and talking about that stuff, and also giving you guys some sleeper of shows that I believe that I've been watching lately that I think people haven't seen because they're a little bit older. So that's what I plan to do. And if I can't do that, what we will end up doing is I'm gonna first I'm gonna do my first episode of after after dark with senpai and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna set the mood a little bit different i'm gonna lower the lights and i'm gonna talk to you guys about some of my favorite etchy stuff my favorite etchy lewd shows the different type of things i've seen and kind of have some fun with telling you guys about the more cultured side and the kind of dark web side of things that a lot of people don't want to talk about but i think it'll be for a fun conversation because you guys will enjoy a lot of different attributes i want to bring to your attention so thank you guys so much please plan ahead and make sure to look forward to that. These drop every Monday. And to everybody who's went, I already saw on Spotify, I'm over like 20-something ratings, almost 30. You guys are amazing. Thank you for rating the show. It helps the show be pushed in front of more people's faces because the more it's rated, the more it's searched after. And the higher I go on the search engine. So whatever you listen on the platform that you're listening to this, please go ahead and rate it for me. Leave a comment and let me know what you think of the show. Join the Discord if you haven't yet. In the Discord you guys can leave me some insight on every podcast you guys can give me some insight on shows you want me to do for future ones you also guys get the exclusiveness to senpai and talking to me all the time plus you get the insight of things when they drop the more more knowledge of what's coming ahead I'm planning a watch party soon with everybody so much fun is ahead of us I want to build a community and start our own place in history dang it that's what this is all about so thank you guys so much for staying a while and listening thank you for having fun and being a part of this show I'm going to be at an anime event in a couple weekends where I'll be hosting another cosplay event and i also have some guests i'm reaching out to as we speak to have some guests come to you guys shout outs to angel who's going to be a new guest here soon him and i are going to talk about stranger things which will be a lot of fun bringing these anime brands in so you guys Stay tuned, man. I have a lot in the works. I'm cooking a lot. I'm working myself to the bone here, but just know it's all for you guys and I love you. So this is a lot of fun and everything about this is enjoyable. And if you don't like the show, you're just listening to hate. Well, I uh, bless you anyways. <laughs> so make sure you guys go out there and watch a new anime, make some time to watch a little bit of something or buy a new manga and just read a little bit because you don't want to lose the thing you love the most. Your innocence. It's always okay to take some time away, but never stray too far on the other side of the bay. I'm your anime senpai. I had so much fun as always. And guys, you know how we send this off every time DJ hit that track. Anime Senpai out. All my ladies pop your I'm going